I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. All right, welcome back to Inside Sources. Marty Carpenter filling in today for Boyd Matheson. We uh, hope he's doing well, putting his feet up, relaxing a little bit while we walk through some of the big stories of the day and try to give you the insight that can be to your benefit as a savvy media consumer and an active participant in our democracy. Uh, New numbers out just while we were in the break uh, for the uh, COVID cases in our state uh, from the Utah Department of Health. Uh, Always a caution on Monday, these are sort of larger numbers because of the weekend. Uh, But we saw 4,213 new cases of COVID in our state uh, over the weekend and 16 new deaths. A lot of people tested, almost 30,000 new people tested. Uh, We had 153 hospitalizations, uh, 8,800-plus new first-dose vaccinations administered, and uh, we now have 11,344 people now fully vaccinated uh, in addition to what their number was going into the weekend. So that's the number that, that clicked over into their full vaccination stage uh, over the weekend. So those are the new uh, COVID numbers, and we continue our discussion about COVID. You know, tease this up at the last uh, segment as we wrapped up and went to break. The uh, FDA has some experts weighing in on booster shots. Um, this has become a little bit more of a topic. In fact, you know, we were going to see some booster shots coming out uh, really as early as, as next month, potentially, because some people who got their initial shot back in February are kind of getting to that six-ish month mark, a little over the six-month mark, and uh, wondering, you know, what is the efficacy of those uh, those vaccinations that they got? But the FDA has some experts coming out saying, maybe we're moving a little bit too fast on boosters to all. And I think that's an important part to keep in there, to all. Uh, Because I think most of us would say, well, if we're getting to the initial round of boosters, that should go to that initial group, uh, the group we prioritize for vaccinations in the first place. Uh, People with, you know, comorbidities, a a word that I think I may learn how to say before the pandemic is over, comorbidities. Uh, We have, uh, you know, the elderly, uh, the immunocompromised, Uh, those I think are the people that most of us would say, well, they're going to get the first round of booster shots because why not? Even if they're less effective or or whatever the science may be and end up being on them, that's the group we want to go to first. But, you know, a number of media outlets, uh, reputable media outlets now reporting that, uh, you know, there are some scientists, some experts at the FDA saying the average person doesn't need a COVID-19 booster at this point. Um, And that's, that's, you know, I, I, I think makes a little bit of sense when you start to think about it. Uh, these experts reportedly reviewed studies of the vaccine's performance 
and they say that shots are working well despite the extra contagious Delta variant, uh, especially, uh, you know, as we've had those numbers go up, that those who are vaccinated are not the ones who are ending up in the hospital. The vaccine is holding strong while the people who end up in the hospital are those who uh, choose not to be vaccinated for whatever reason. Um, that's That brings up some interesting uh, points, you know, especially since we're really the White House was saying that boosters were going to be out, as I said, later this month. I think within the state we were looking uh, late September, early October that we might see some of those as well. So let's think through some of the issues here. Um, experts saying, hey, maybe it's not a rush to get everybody a booster shot. Uh, my question to an expert would be, uh, what's the downside? Is there any harm that can be done if someone goes to get a vaccine booster when they when they may, may not need one? Let's say that they have high um, they have high antibodies or uh, whatever their case may be that their vaccine is holding strong. Is there any kind of drawback to getting a vaccine other than just you know it, it's somewhat taxing on our on our infrastructure right to go administer to take up an appointment to go get a booster? Um, that that's something to consider, I suppose. But I, I don't. No one's been able to express, at least from anything that I've read to this point, what the downside is to someone getting a booster shot when they don't need one. That, that there would be any kind of complication from that or anything along those lines. The question I think is, uh, for especially being posed by these particular uh, specialists from the FDA, saying is the administration moving too fast on this? Are we are we opening up a, another? I, again, I look at things from a communication perspective, and so the science is what it is. Either there's a uh, reason that we need to get these booster shots out to everyone quickly, or uh, we need to prioritize them to a certain group, um, or we should just, you know, maybe maybe we're moving fast on this. From a communication standpoint, I don't know if I'm the Biden administration, if I'm anxious to open up another front in the public relations battle on this. Messaging is so tricky on something like this, and we've seen that all along. You know, we've seen uh, that as as awesome as was the force to go get a vaccine produced quickly, and as 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 um, inspiring as that was, that, that that the entire medical community could sort of uh, mobilize and go work on that and get that done in such a short time. The communication has been uh, subpar. And, and part of that is that it's difficult when things are changing. You know, science will learn new things. And we, we know more about a vaccine one month into, or we, we know more about uh, the pandemic one month into it than we did at the very beginning. And we knew more three months later. And so some of that messaging has to change a little bit. Uh, but it, it, is, it has proven really challenging for elected officials at the state level, at the national level, for health officials at the county level, at the state level, at the federal level to to get sort of a, a cohesive message and to be able to answer the questions on something that is realistically very tricky and dynamic and, and requires a lot of specificity and a lot of how these answers would go. And the answers can be different for different people. Um, I, I don't know. On the booster side, I think that's really challenging for the administration to say we are still fighting the battle the public relations battle to get people to go take the vaccine. And they have complicated that in ex to some extent by adding masks, bringing masks back into the, into the conversation, um, you know, probably with some necessity 
Um, but that does complicate the communication of it. And then to start to fight the battle in the public relations arena about booster shots, it gets really confusing. And, and the average person has a lot going on in their life, and it gets really difficult to sort of hone in on the right message. What exactly is it you want me to do? How clear can you make this clearer what you want? Because now you're going to tell me, uh, all right, we need vaccines. But if you've been vaccinated, but now you got to wear a mask to protect those who haven't gotten vaccinated. But then on top of it, we're going to talk about booster shots. But now someone's going to fight against booster shots. And it's from a messaging standpoint, it gets really, really difficult. And you're trying to be as clear as you can from an administration saying we want X. We want you to do X to solve this problem. And suddenly when it's we want you to do X plus X plus one plus X plus forget what we said six months ago, but go back to that. And now we want you to think about booster shots. It gets really difficult. And so at least while we're bringing up the subject that you're going to hear probably more about booster shots over the next two or three months. And uh, it's it's a it's going to get more and more muddled in what everyone is supposed to do and what you are supposed to do in your particular situation. Uh, with your health situation, with whether or not you've been vaccinated before and when you were vaccinated, it's going to get more and more complex and more and more tricky. Uh, the question I think that will be key for the administration to answer as they get some pushback is, we have the vaccines. There's no downside health-wise to going to get them. If that's the case, that's something they're going to need to make very clear uh, from from the get-go. Uh, so just something to keep an eye on when it comes to booster shots. Uh, not a booster shot, but an extension is something we're going to talk about in our next segment. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, KSL Radio's Paul Nelson, who's been following a story for us as uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall has officially requested an extension of the mask requirements she put in place for K-12 through schools in her city. We're going to talk about what her argument is for doing that and uh, a whole lot of other things related to that. Uh, that'll be uh, coming up right after the break. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 